this is where you like are going to start receiving those blessings, those yeses, that acceptance, that that almost community where you need to be. And I feel like I've found that with bodybuilding. Hello Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself, my name is Ho, oh, H to the O-V I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C Yeah Earthquake <laughs> the, whole, the whole natural disaster The whole near-death right. experience <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's hilarious because for people that don't know what happened, uh, this we we recorded yesterday, and in the middle of it, a unforeseeable earthquake happened. Yes, <laughs> and yes. then my computer crashed in the middle of recording, and then uh, we had to start re-recording, and then the entire episode is messed up. So, this is version two point of that original recording. So hey. Second yeah. for best. I don't. I don't know if that's a saying or anything. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna put I just, it there. Yeah, I. I just like how. So that's happened before. I think with uh, when I recorded with Chris, he, okay. his thing went down, and all of a sudden the same concept. Like I don't know what broke, but then we reconnect and started recording, and then it's just like, oh darn it, what the heck? But it's funny yeah. that you defaulted to, oh my god, did you get into an earthquake and you checked the. <laughs> The weather. I'm seriously like, I'm I'm in my home office and I have like a small TV in here. And I was literally about to be like, oh my gosh, we put on the weather channel. Because yeah, I just because I think what what got me more nervous is most nervous is because like I was like waiting and I was like, oh, you know, he'll probably come back really quick. And then I texted you and then I wasn't getting any text back and I was like, well, the video's down and I guess like something's going on with its phone. Who knows? Maybe like the signal's down. (laughs) This must be serious. This is and that's probably just like <laughs> me overreacting. Be... <laughs> I'm like, this must be like someone needs to get Alan like out from underneath some rubble or something. This oh, is like uh, like we need to call somebody to get FEMA out there. Alan's in trouble, <laughs> which oh, is probably like not God. a good like wavelength to go down. But no, no, no. But... <laughs> I uh, I find myself every single time. Well, because you're still technically in prep in between yeah. shows. So would you say that you're going through a little bit of prep brain at the moment? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. The reason why <laughs> 100%. I say that. 100%. 100%. All right. So the reason why I bring that up and the reason why I think it's hilarious because right now, every single time when I was in prep, every single moment was an avalanche, jump off a cliff, mm-hmm. World War Eight and a half happening right now and it's just yeah. like wow all someone did is cut me off on the highway like it, it really was not that serious <laughs> and, no, it's, yeah oh my god and, that's, and to, it's exactly yeah. how it goes it goes from like zero to 100 really quick there's nothing in the middle that's like remember like okay calm down calm down he's alive <laughs> he's fine <laughs> he's fine have a rice cake and take a breath like (laughs) it's gonna be fine i I find myself so many times during prep when i have those freak out moments because i do have them i do have them yeah but then i i look at myself objectively i'm like alan you're really tripping off of someone not saying bless you after you sneezed are you fucking serious (laughs) like is this is this really something worth being hurt over bro you saw what just happened where's my bless you yeah right no no No, fucking blessings for me i guess let me just fucking die right here guys yeah thanks for nothing (laughs) goodness curses on you just kidding we're not gonna go there oh yeah that's funny oh no okay well Mm -mm. i'm gonna hope that this recording goes well we're having a little bit of glitters and jitters but i mean i think i think we should be good i think okay good i am showing at like 95 94 percent on my end so i'm hoping that looks that's good i am i'm at 99 so i think we should be all right okay but okay so the irony of you speaking about (laughs) 
zero to 100. And, you know, I do know some of the answers to these questions, but it's what the great thing about these conversations, even though this is a remix of the first one, this conversation yeah. might just go in a completely different direction and a little bit better yeah. now that I kind of already knew, do know some of these things. But, but let is, let's start with the zero to 100, which is you now are the first ever Miss Wellness America. And it's been a pretty quick turnaround and pretty quick climb, right? Can you go into what that's been like for you this season? It has 100% felt like a roller coaster. Um, it has felt like someone, like it honestly feels like I'm in the passenger seat and God has just kind of been like, okay, you ready? And just press the gas and just has not let his foot off the gas. Just like, we're just going, we're going. <laughs> like, hold on, we're going. That's like exactly how it feels. Um, and it's just kind of been like, it's been a really great learning experience the whole way because I've learned a lot about myself. Um, this has honestly mm. been like, I think one of the most um, eye-opening experiences for me, just growth-wise learning. You learn a lot about yourself, <laughs> one, when you're hungry, <laughs> two, <laughs> when you're constantly sore and in pain, you learn a lot about yourself. <laughs> and three, you learn a lot about yourself um, when you win and when you lose, and I've experienced all of those, um, all of those feelings and sentiments quite a lot throughout this like eight month journey so far, which started in, I guess, February and is now here in October. I've been hungry a lot. I've been in pain a lot. I've mm -hmm. lost and I've also won. And it it really teaches you about, you know, how you handle yourself and things you need to work on and also things that you're doing well too. So it's been, it's been a wild ride, Alan. <laughs> it's, wild. it's wild. <laughs> That's um, pretty insane to get that kind of an experience and get that kind of impression, which is making about personal growth. Like when you went into going into a bodybuilding competition, starting to train for shows did you think it was going to end up being a personal journey about learning about yourself? Honestly, no. I really thought I was just kind of, I was going to just do it for fun. I was just kind of looking for something to do for me because um, I'm the kind of person where I get very easily wrapped up in the things that are going on in the lives of people around me. And I like to help them and I like to be present for them. And then I'll often put myself in the back burner and I just won't really have anything, you know, happening for me. And I really didn't like I, I play some tennis here and there, but I wasn't, you know, really pursuing it very heavily. And I was just kind of like doing it more like for some cardio. But I noticed I was like, you know, I feel kind of weak, you know, like I kind of want to just put some muscle back <clears throat> on me. And um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, I forgot the question. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh I, I was no, no, you're good. You're so good. bad. You just got done oh, with God. the show. No, no, no. Miss Wellness okay. America, you are allowed to. You Prep are allowed brain. to. This is what it looks no, like. But, oh God. But this is but this is but this is the cost of getting to the, the peak of where you're at and the pinnacle. But to get to where I was where I was saying is like when did you start realizing that the competitions was more than just about looking good on stage. Like when did you start realizing was oh. the personal journey about you? I, uh, I realized that after my first competition, honestly, uh, at the Showtime classic, that one with the like ghosts, the red one. <laughs> um, I realized nice. that then, um, because I worked pretty hard. I was working with my coach and I was learning a lot about myself in the sense that, you know, I was finally doing like a real prep. I had never done a real prep before. And, um, and I went to that show and I placed second in wellness and I didn't place at all in bikini. And I felt like I owed myself better than that. I felt like I had worked harder than second. I felt like I needed to I knew in my heart that I did better than that. I'm not arguing with the judges or anything like that, but I'm saying like I knew in my heart that I had the ability and 100% the like the drive to be first. 
And I wanted to show everyone else what I knew already. So I was like, all right, next show, Florida Pro, bringing it. I'm making, and then, and same with my coach. He was like, we're going to make this undeniable. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> that's right. So that's when it started to become more wow. like a personal journey because at first I did it just for fun. And now I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming for this one. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, that experience of doing my first show, because I'm not very far removed from just beginning into the sport myself. I remember that I thought it was about getting abs. I thought it was about looking like this sexy piece of meat on stage <laughs> in board <laughs> shorts. Yeah. And, and by the time I got up on stage and I started doing my poses, they weren't the best poses, but pretty much I was putting myself out there to be judged. I, it, I think that's for me when I realized that it was never about like my objective results, but rather the mindset that I had about myself and, and what I thought I was displaying. And, and it really wasn't about the feedback I was getting, but rather just who I was becoming in that moment, you know? And, and so it's, it seems like you got a lot of that same experience of that self-reflection, like, Hey, Holy crap. Like I thought it was going to be this, but it ends up being something completely yeah. different. And so that was a pretty quick change. Like one of the things I am really curious about since you said that moment for you was one of the biggest pivots, like from you, that was kind of just working out, kind of just doing cardio, playing tennis mm -hmm. to training for your very first show. Can you talk about some of the differences, some of the differences in maybe workouts, mindsets, eating, um, like, what would you notice or what would you say is some of the biggest changes that you had to make? Um, to be honest, the biggest change was my diet. And I feel like a lot of people say that all the time, but it really is. It's really 80-20. It's 80% up in the kitchen where the work happens and then 20% in the gym or whatever it is that you're doing. Because um, I happen to be someone who does not stress eat. I know some people are like, yeah, you know, I, I just go for this when I'm stressed out. Well, I'm the opposite. I'm a stress starver. So if I'm feeling in any way, you know, like the my situation or my environment is not like a peaceful, calm place, the first thing that goes is appetite. Um, and mm. so for me, it was learning. My job is not super stressful, but it's just, you know, it's your job. You're not always like happy-go-lucky. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you don't have such such good days. And for me, it was making sure that I did not let my emotions in my job overtake my obligations for my goals. Like I knew mm. I had a goal that I wanted to reach and I could not let, you know, some stress factor happening at my job take away my appetite and put me in such a head place that I'm like so uncomfortable that I cannot relax and eat. So a lot of that was learning to stay more calm in general wow. throughout the day so that I could stomach the food that I needed to get the growth that I wanted. Um, in my muscles. And then also, you know, not to overstate sleep. <laughs> I needed to like, <laughs> I needed to get my sleep together. I needed to make sure I had my sleep together. Cause that's another thing. Like, you know, I'll stay up reading or sometimes I'll just, you know, like I just have a hard time going to bed cause there'll be something on that I'm, that I'm listening to or wanting to watch. And I'll be like, no, 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 I need to need to sleep or else I'm not going to get the growth I need. Nice. Nice. So it sounds like, <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like you became more aware of your body, your emotions, your entire, just, I don't want to say human experience, but you being present with yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. No, that sounds exactly right. <laughs> that is a human experience, 100%. Yeah, it, it, yeah, like I really can't overstate it. You learn so much about yourself when you're mm -hmm. in, you know, like they say, like when you're in, when, what does it say? Uh, the tea gets more expressed when it's in hot water or something, or the tea gets stronger when it's in hot water. I don't know. That, let me just not even continue that one. <laughs> or I was going to say, you, <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself when you're, um, when you're in a tough position and being hungry is a tough position. Being in pain, yeah. being sore is a tough position, you know? Um, and so when you're constantly put in those places as bodybuilders, as an athlete, literally as any kind of person that's trying to undergo any kind of growth in their life, 
you're going to learn about yourself because that's where like honestly like you kind of lift up the hood of your you know proverbial you know psyche your car and you're starting to see like wow like i really do not do well under this kind of pressure am i gonna fix it or am i gonna let this continue holding me back kind of thing yeah yeah definitely you learn a lot about yourself exactly in those moments of adversity those moments where you face something and it really hits you hard whether it's a breakup or a financial loss losses on stage not hitting a pr whatever that is but it's definitely those moments where we really learn a something that really matters to us to the point where it does hit an emotion and it's we have that choice do we like leather like wither away in it or do we build ourselves into something Mm -hmm. better build something better and it's just yeah, not not to use like a microcosms of of <laughs> life, but that's exactly what bodybuilding is, and it keeps yeah. building you up. And so now you did the NGA Showtime Classic. That's when you earned your pro card. And mm-hmm. Then, so what were the other shows before? Like, kind of take us into the shows all the way up into the Mister America, the most recent. Well, yeah, the most recent Mister America, and then we'll talk from there. So <clears throat> I did the NGA Showtime Classic in April. Um, thanks. Shout out to Keith. Uh, and then I did the Florida Pro in June uh, with Holly and um, Daryl. Great people. And then I did the um, ANBF. Oh, oh and, and that and at the Florida Pro. <laughs> Yo, I, that was a huge flex. Wow. <laughs> Which- Oh, which trophies did I get? Wow. It's been a lot in a short of a period of time. So I want to make sure I get the, like, the, I want to get the timing right. I don't want to say the wrong show. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be that person, but anyways, I can't. No, you just, you are that person. You don't have to try to be something that you are. No. Like, you are that person, dude. Um, you can. But yeah, so I did the, the Florida Pro. I got. I won my pro card again in um, in wellness because they didn't have a pro division in wellness. The NGA is still growing it out, and then I did got second place in bikini, and then I did the I did Fit Fest in August, and that's where I compete. I did my pro debut there, and I got first place in bikini, first place in wellness, and I won Miss Tampa, which I thought was pretty ironic because I that was my first time ever being there. Um, and I'm not going to say any more about Tampa. <laughs> I have my own feelings. <laughs> I, I like. I love Florida. I love Florida, but Tampa drivers. I'm just going to leave it at that. Tampa drivers. Period. If you know, you know. <laughs> People who've driven there understand. All right. So then from there, I went to Miami. Uh, all right. Country. Yeah. Let's. How do you really feel? All right. Continue going. <laughs> Uh, I went to the Miami Grand Prix, uh, and that was a great experience. I won second there, and that was my very first international show. Uh, really, really awesome experience competing along other side, other countries. Probably- What's the uh, Miami Grand Prix? What federation? That is IFBBPA. So it's okay. IFBB Physique America. It is when the IFBB, like NPC, kind of like split, they had like what you know now to be the IFBB, like NPC here in the United States that does the Olympia and it also is all over the world. And then there's the IFBB PA here that also goes all around the world. And they just had the Arnold Classic in Europe in Spain. That's been two days that happens today. And then they're gonna have more, they're gonna have worlds in Spain uh, next month. So they also do something else, but the IFBB PA is, supposed to be known as a, uh, I mean, I still don't know enough about it, but to my understanding, it is a all natural federation and they're mm-hmm. supposed, and they like will randomize uh, drug testing at any time. And it's similar to the, uh, it's similar to the NPC IFBB here that we know of more, like more popular here, but they mm-hmm. have different regulations, like almost in a way, like it's a more conservative uh, kind of federation like the bottom size for wellness has to cover at minimum one third of your glutes but the new regulations say 50 percent of your glutes have to be covered in the bottoms which is oh, wow. like 
a lot <laughs> compared to every other federation. Damn. And then, yeah, and then also the shoes, you can't see them here, but they cannot be more, your heel cannot be more than 12 centimeters, which is about like four inches. And then the platform can't even be more than one centimeter. And they literally come up with a ruler and measure it. So like you can't have like your big platform heels that you'll see. And they also, they do, they go by height class. So I literally, literally have to get like measured. They have, they put like a wow. stick on top of my head to like make sure I was in the right height class. So very different competing in that, um, in that federation. Still, nonetheless, I really enjoyed it. And then after Miami, which was in, um, which was in September, I did uh, Mr. America. Sorry, Mr. America. And then the very next day, within the same twenty-four hours, I did Mr. America at four o'clock, five o'clock on Saturday. Did the North American Championships for IFBBPA eleven a.m. on Sunday. So there was that. That's it so far. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Like yeah, no, that's it's been a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> that was a huge flex, by the way. I know that was completely yeah. unintentional, but that was a flex. Yeah. Like which that one? I, I forgot that one. No, I mean you. It was you not just, intentional. No, but you do. You know, no, 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 no. You you won those. You earned those medals, trophies, accolades. Who is anyone to tell you that you shouldn't be proud of yourself? You know, that's I like know. the. You got to like allow yourself to be proud of yourself because you worked your ass off for these things, you know, regardless. Literally, literally yeah. worked my ass off, tried to grow a new one in the process. That's <laughs> really what happened. I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, well, like, I mean, you're black. Well, by the way, I'm mixed. You know, I have Hispanic and black on me, but I, I told people, black, not on me, but in me. Um, but I told people, I'm like, listen, I was not one of those black girls, like, born with this really nice, big butt. I had to work for this, okay? I got big quads. The butt didn't come. I had to really work for that. <laughs> so, literally, oh worked my, my ass God. off. Is there that kind of shade thrown around amongst, like, women competitors? Or I, I, I assume maybe just, Heck they, yeah. just more pressure on you guys, really? <laughs> so, yeah, that... I mean... I feel like, well, like, well, people will make like assumptions like, oh, well, you know, she's naturally going to be a little bit, have a little bit more mass because she's black or like, you know, or that's kind of like, you know, the body type or like Hispanic girls tend to have, you know, whatever or like, or whatever, like like different genetics, different body types, different groups. And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, I promise I was the outlier. I didn't come with that. I came with big legs, not, not a big butt. <laughs> I didn't make it all the way to the back. <laughs> So, this is nice, all though. organic, all organic yeah. aftermarket <laughs> organics. Damn it! Yes, yeah, yeah. aftermarket. Yeah, but that's a <laughs> not bought, but aftermarket grown <laughs> yeah. and made. Yeah, the eighty twenty in the kitchen. You guys are hearing this first. You're hearing this right from from Miss Wellness America. Eighty twenty. It's freaking made. Damn it! It was not just given. <laughs> yeah, anyways, hundred percent. So did you, all right, so after the IFBB show or, or you said, all right, so NGA Florida Pro, you said the, there was an IFBB show and then you went to Mr. America. Okay. Showtime Classic, Florida Pro, ANBF, IFBB. Yes. Then Mr. America. Mr. America, then IFBB again. IFBBPA again. Yes. So would you... So you did a couple of shows before earning the Miss Wellness America. Like, would you say that you had to go through those show those shows in order for you to get ready for the Mr. America? Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I would say mm. that there was not a single show I would not have done or would not have wanted the outcome to come out any different. I think that every show I did not get first in, I should, I'm happy I did not get it. <laughs> every show that I did get first in, I'm very happy that I got it. Um, because it wasn't even just the shows, but I feel like a lot of people um, underestimate your family life and your personal mm. life that happens around the shows. And I had a lot of growth that happened in my personal life 
around the shows because you know you're in your peak you're not like you're in your peak week and you're going through like very very you know usually high calorie deficit i mean depending on the person that some people have different um kinds of regimens but you know your personal life also takes a toll on that and how you respond to people in your personal life and how they respond to you and then so different stress factors also like come into play and so when you're in that place preparing for your peak and you're having to deal with you know like i have stepchildren i have three stepchildren and so i've had peak weeks with them and i've had peak weeks without them and my peaks are very different <laughs> depending if they're here or not and so like for instance for my anbf show i came into that that was my pro debut thinking that i should pull out i really was like i shouldn't even do this show i don't feel ready I don't feel like I'm going to do well at all. I literally was praying that night. I was like, God, like you're going to need like a real deal, like Old Testament kind of miracle, like bring somebody <laughs> back from the dead kind of thing. Cause oh, I am not in the right place for this show. Like I really wow. need one of those. Cause I, I just really felt so defeated mentally. And it was just a big stress for me personally at that time. And then I went out and I won for the first time every single division I've ever competed in. Wow. So it was just so like, yeah, it's every single win, every single loss, every single up and down in the process, I believe personally for me, brought me to this place of Miss Wellness America. And I wouldn't mm. change a thing. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's bizarre. It's, can you share like one of you said that you are learning about yourself throughout this process and each single event has brought about its own challenges. And it seems like you've learned about how to overcome them or manage them in a way that minimizes your stress and helps you still learn about yourself. So can you go into like maybe one example of what that's like? Like, is there something that that you were challenged with that you had to overcome that you didn't know was a challenge until you went through the process? Yes. Wow. What a great question. Um, so one thing for me that has really helped me, um, and that was just something that, that I had struggled with personally is, um, let's get all deep now. <laughs> is, uh, one thing that's really helped me personally is letting go of control. And mm. I was raised in a single parent household and my father was in the picture, but I was still a single parent household. And um, when you grow up in that kind of setting, when you're going from one house to another, one parent to another, it, for me personally, having control of my situation and being able to know that, you know, everything is very steady. Like I like very steady, very smooth, very calm, not a lot of change in my situation, my environment. I like things to be, you know, pretty much the same. And that for me is like a sense of like having control over where I am. I don't like things just sprung upon me. Um, like I'm not someone who you should surprise. I mean, I'll roll with it, but I'm usually like, what's going on? So in this whole process, of bodybuilding, I've learned a lot about kind of instead of having to feel like I'm in control of my diet, my body, my growth, my this, my that, my family, my responsibilities, my job, like everything that's going on, just kind of letting, like unclenching my fists and like Ooh. letting go of that, giving it to God and then trusting the process, trusting, you know, the plan that he has for me in bodybuilding, trusting that my husband is going to do what he needs to do in his and like in his life that I don't need to be, you know, making sure that he's doing what he's doing, trusting that my kids are going to act right. And that I've done so far, like a good job in raising them in the sense that I don't need to be like on top of them. Like, did you do this? Did you do this? Have you done that? I can just let it go. And all the, also the same for my body. Like, you know, I can trust that if I'm doing what I need to do, giving my body the right, like adequate sleep, making sure I'm having the proper nutrients and making sure that I am really 
pushing myself the most I can in the gym, things are going to do what they need to do. I don't need to stress about it and Mm. actually like hold myself back from what I could be doing if I would just let go of that control. And that's something that I learned this year (laughs) Um, through this process, like trusting my coaches, trusting that, you know, that I, I am not going to be the overall supreme, you know, I like, I'm not going to be the best person to have the best judgment in every situ- every single situation. I need to make sure that I let other people do what they need to do. Wow. I hope that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's yeah, kind of it up. yeah. That. <laughs> oh, that was good. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know. We could end this right now and that'd be a phenomenal <laughs> podcast. That's just right there in that segment. I that's love a lot. <laughs> well I I think that you just oh man, I this is why I love this process. Because <laughs> that's well, it's funny because as soon as I started getting into bodybuilding and I want I can imagine this is like your experience as well, and you start getting into better shape. People start asking, What are you doing? Like, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you this? What are you that? And I keep telling everyone to sign up for a competition because in in that process, you have these objective milestones you have to reach. You have to eat at this certain time. You have to eat this amount of macros. You got to work out in this amount of time. You got to sleep in the proper interval so that you can function. All for this goal, especially if it's your first time competing, all for this goal that you can't see, but you have to put your trust in these people that you hired to Mm -hmm. have that trust and build that trust. And I've never met an athlete that has never gone through that process once and not face something about themselves in that process that's resisting change, that's resisting a better way of doing something because they're scared of being on the other side of their ego, being on the other side of the unknown. And it's amazing on how that shows up for whoever it is. And, and it shows up differently in every single competition cycle. Like I have not met a bodybuilder like I just talked to Michael Wittick, who's been doing this since 2016, and he just keeps talking about there's always something new that he learns and everything that he keeps doing. And this is like 17 shows for him this summer, every <laughs> single wow. time. But it's every single yeah. time you go through these things, you set yourself new goals. And it's uh, it's amazing, just as you're depicting on what you can learn that you didn't think you were going to learn in that process. So Really? so true <laughs> it really is it's so true like it's honestly i would i would say it's one of the best decisions that i made doing this mm-hmm. because the personal growth like people see the outside growth but the personal growth like i i don't i know some people will be like gabby no you have some good math on you i don't really feel like i'm big like i don't think like i'm big but i also follow like ton of girls that are on a ton of different <laughs> um, <laughs> ton of different drugs so i feel like man i'm tiny <laughs> but yeah. in the inside like i feel like the personal growth gabby is jacked like i don't know i put i'll put like i'm not trying to talk anything but i might just say a little something like i feel like i, I give jay a run for his money here like, <laughs> personal growth gabby is coming out guns blazing like say something because Man, it has been a long road. So personal growth, Gabby, uh, she, she got some size on her. The outside, you know, I'm still working on me. But <laughs> I, I could go toe-to-toe, classic physique, with personal growth, Gabby. <laughs> like, I could do it. Let's, uh, let's talk about that because you are working with uh, a legend in, in the making, which is Dr. J. Yes. Now, What's it been like working with him? You said that he was the very first coach you had, correct? Yes. So, um, so he's my very first and only coach, uh, actually. Um, and it was, and everyone like kind of laughs, but like it really was like kind of like a God did kind of thing because I came into the Showtime Classic with no coach. I was just kind of on like my fitness pal. And watching YouTube, which is like an app that you track your uh, your food on. And I was watching YouTube videos of like, okay, how to have, like how to 
make a calorie deficit. That was literally what I looked up. I was like, like, how to make a calorie deficit. And they're like, I need to do this. Like that was literally where I was in March of this year. I was YouTubing things. Cause I was like, I don't know how the heck how to do this, but I want to do it. And so I went to a posing clinic that they had for the Showtime Classic at, at Jay's, um, at Jay's gym out in Orlando. And I am habitually late to things, not something I'm proud of, but I'm usually, you can count anywhere from like five to 30 minutes, (laughs) depending on what's going on late to things. And I'm really working on me. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to get on time. And then from there I'll get to early, but very unlike me, I showed up to the posing clinic like an hour and a half early me an hour and a half early but i was thinking in my head that i was 30 minutes late and so i get there and i rush in with all my stuff and i was like there's like nobody here man i really missed it like this really sucks i drove all the way here and i missed it well i was like well that's that and so i see like jay walking around getting things ready and he's like hey like you here for the posing clinic i'm like yeah i'm so sorry like i didn't really i didn't realize i was like so late he was like hasn't even started yet and I was like wait are you sure and he's like yeah it starts at 12 30 and I was there at like 11 30 thinking it started at 11 and I was like oh my gosh like I I can't I can't believe it like this is not normal for me like this is not normal for me to be so early and he was like okay well like you know go ahead and like put your stuff down and I was like all right and so I was looking around I was like he's got like a lot of trophies and and like he's a pretty big guy so like I didn't know that he bodybuilds like Mm -hmm. and I also didn't have my glasses on so I wasn't reading the trophies I was just kind of Mm -hmm. looking around and he's got like a lot of stuff like a lot of like male figurines up there (laughs) he's got action figures got it (laughs) yeah like but not like figurines like male figurines and like in the trophies like I get it oh my god (laughs) people are gonna feel like (laughs) I feel so dumb now he does not have dolls (laughs) <laughs> like, oh god me, oh, Jason, me. he's gonna kill me he's gonna kill me okay. okay he does not have dolls he has uh, a lot of trophies with like gilded age men on them in their prime that's what i meant with the figure <laughs> gosh all right let me just keep going let's move forward um and so i was like maybe he wrestles and like that's literally what i thought (laughs) maybe he wrestles like he's a pretty big guy and this was before he started cutting so he was even bigger than before he had like a lot of mass on there like i'm like i'm like he's like he's like he probably does something like that maybe some kind of like hand-to-hand combat you don't have that much muscle for nothing but and i knew i was like there's no way he runs he's too big (laughs) like there's no way There's no way, and so I um, cardio. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "There's no." Way. I was like, "Because some people." But anyways, let me just keep moving forward. <laughs> and so I asked him. I was like, "You know, are do you coach by any chance? Like, do you do you do that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I coach." And I was like, "Well, would you want to coach me? Like, I I don't have a coach, and I I'm trying to do this show, and I would really appreciate having a coach because I really don't know what to do or what I'm doing. I have." nothing i have no posing coach i have no strength and nutrition coach i'm just kind of going out here you know winging it and he was like okay (laughs) well um let me see let me think about it and he got back to me later you know that week or the next week and was like yeah this is what i can do if you're interested and i'm like yes interested (laughs) (laughs) and so from there it's just kind of been like you know uh honest to god like a roller coaster of just kind of hanging on to him and whatever he's doing so like he's like yeah i'm doing this show you should do it and i'm like okay he's like i'm gonna do this show you should do it too okay (laughs) like he's like you should do this one too like all right i'm doing it and then it was so funny because we actually had a conversation um at it backstage like when we were when we were getting ready uh for the for mr america and he was like yeah you're like you're one of my longest clients and like usually some clients will do it like for one show or two shows and they'll drop out. And he's like, you're like, honestly, the long, like one of my longer ones that are like continued consistently, mm-hmm. not longest, but like consistent clients going from show to show to show to show. And I was like, I told him like, 
honestly, I had no idea I could say no. (laughs) I thought thought this is just what you did. I thought you just kind of, you just, your coach tells you, you just do. Oh my God. And then he was like, well, good. You're not allowed to say no. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And he literally, and I literally like, I honestly had no idea I could tell you, like I was done. I thought it was just kind of like, I went till you told me I was done. And he was like, well, good. (laughs) That's how it's going to be. Oh man. It was funny. Did you say that? But yeah, so that's how that started. And that's how it's been going. Just kind of. Holding on here. <laughs> wow. So he just like was like, hop on. And you're like, okay. And about what, eight, nine months later, the seven months later, you are Miss Wellness America. Like that is a pretty bizarre car ride uh, through these yeah. shows. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's a great coach. You should join. Whoever is looking for a coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's very patient. Thank God. Uh, Cause like I have to like tell people and remind people this and like like especially my coaches sometimes I'm just like this is my first time doing this like because I literally was asking my other coach the other my I have a posing coach too Michelle she's amazing posing queen on Instagram and I was yeah. asking her I'm like how do I work out like the inner thighs and she was like are you serious like <laughs> are you don't know how to like and I was like yeah like because like the not the inner thigh, but like the inner quad. Cause I could, my outer quad, I was happy with, but it was the inner quad, this one that's like on the inside of your knee. I was like, how do I work that out? And she's like, just turn your feet out. Like when you're doing <laughs> your extensions. And I was like, oh, that's it. She's like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, be easy on me, Michelle. Yeah, like, this, yeah. This, is, this is my first time. I don't know, like half of these workouts, like I, I'm gonna just put it out there. Like I still, when Jay gives me my workouts, I open a tab on Google and I'm looking up what the workouts are because I don't know what they are. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know what, I still don't even remember like what a Romanian deadlift, is it that yeah. what that is? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's... I have zero. I have to look it up. Like I have to look up a lot of these things still. Um, it, I'm Like when I say I'm new to this, like new and true to this, mm-hmm. new. No, I think not the true part. (laughs) But that's a great mindset to have. I, you know, I started working with a new coach and he gave me a workout plan. Half of these workouts I've never seen before, like a wide grip deadlift something. And I'm pretty sure there's probably some nerd on Instagram that knows exactly what it is (laughs) and where it originated (laughs) from and the exact form and everything. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to still say that I'm very new to the sport that I'm, I still have a tremendous amount to learn, but it, mm-hmm. it's what keeps us going, keeps us pushing. And so it's, it's, but it's interesting that you immediately in the sport, cause I've had a few coaches, but I, I do that just cause I like learning from different people. And I always, I don't want to stick to one way of doing things. I get bored way too easily. It's the, it's the ADD mm-hmm. in me. It's a gift and a curse, <laughs> you know, it really is. But for you, you got paired with pretty much a legend in the sport. And so what are what are some of the things, though, that you have learned from Jay that sets him apart, that sets him in the pedigree that he competes in? Oh, wow, what another great question. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. Just keep, keep going. Um, all right, so one of the things that I think sets Jay apart is personally, and I honestly feel like once again, like I'm very new to this. So I'm just taking my personal take. People that have known him a lot longer could probably give you an even better answer. But in the little bit that I've known him, I would say that one of the things that sets him apart is the, I think I had said this so well before, it's the dedication to his goals that he has like he's very very loyal and very dedicated to his goals in the sense that if he sets something for himself he will make sure that he sticks to the like he will make sure that he i want to make sure that i word this correctly (laughs) 
If he sets something for himself, if he sets a goal for himself, I see him very diligently complete all the tasks that are needed to get him to that place, to that goal, which is something that is, I feel very understated in the sense that a lot of people will set these really great grand goals for themselves, but they'll skip out on like maybe the third step and then the fifth step. And they'll just kind of like smush it all together to get to the seventh step. And then, you know, you have some, some really great things going for you. And then you have some, you know, holes here and there and there, but this man leaves no holes. <laughs> There's like, he, he, when he says that he has a goal, he sticks to it and he's very dedicated to that goal till it's completed. And I think that that is something that I'm working in myself. Like I have goals that I would like to achieve and I'm trying to lead, I'm trying to learn from his example of like, if you set this for yourself, stay accountable to yourself in the mm. process. Because it's if not, why are you even setting this goal? You're setting yourself up for failure. So I think that is something, one of the really great things that I've learned from him in the sense that, like, you need to be accountable to yourself as well as, you know, whoever else you have around you. But if you set that goal, meet everything that you need to meet so that you can, you know, get that goal and stay accountable. Yeah. Yeah, I th- and think this just all ties back into what you were saying earlier, which is if you just trust the process and let go, that the results mm-hmm. are just inevitable. And a lot of the times, the results aren't the ones that you expected, but the ones that you needed. And that right. process in of itself is just just amazing. So it's it's tremendous that you got that work ethic, the energy and the intuition of, of prioritizing yourself and how that affects everybody else. Because it, you know, regardless of what he could have told you, it seems like what Mm -hmm. he did for himself is a bigger influence and inspiration on you that you've been able to carry out in your daily habits and your pursuit of your goals. And I remember the first time we recorded, you spoke about how that pursuit how that influences other important people in your life. And especially like you said, your stepdaughter specifically, right? Can you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you go into like <laughs> what that experience has been like in your relationship with her in that, in that, in that aspect? Sure. Yes. So um, my stepchildren are nine and 10 and they are twin 10 year old boys and a nine year old girl. And I've been in their <laughs> lives since they were, two and four months old. Oh, wow. So pretty much helped raise them uh, for pretty much almost all their lives. And seeing, they've come to a couple of my shows, the ones that are local, and seeing them see me achieve, like have a goal, work for it, because they see me when I go to the gym, they see me when I come home hours later, um, they see me not eating the food that I'm giving them because I won't eat some of the breads and the things that they'll have. And then they see me go on stage and win. Mm. And setting that example of this is what you want. Okay. It takes all of this before that to get there, especially in a world where everything's instant. You have instant gratification all the time. Um, like they're growing up in a world where I didn't, where they have your cell phones. Like I remember, you know, if I needed to do a class project, I was up in the library and like dating myself, but like literally looking up with the Dewey decimal system in that little box with all the numbers on the books in the back, trying to find my book and go like to go get it. And then cracking that thing open and writing down my stuff. They have everything at their fingertips, but them seeing my them seeing my work and them seeing what I'm doing and how I'm still able as an adult to achieve my goals and to have a dream and pursue it. She has told me so many times like how she wants to be like me. She has told me so many times that she thinks it's so cool and she loves wearing my the rings that I got. She loves wearing the jewelry that I have like she loves wearing, like walking around in my high heels and posing. 
And I love that she loves that because I want her to do the same thing. Like, I, And same with the boys. Like, I want them to not feel like there is anything that is too high for them to achieve. There's nothing that you can't do. Literally, it's also so cliche, but it's so true. It's so true. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. If you're willing to put in the work, and I, when I say work, I mean there are many days where your girl is starving. Because when you're trying to wean your body off of carbs and the only carbs you're giving it are fruits and veggies, you're going to mm. feel like you're starving. You're not starving, but it's going to feel like it. Um, and so, and, and that's like the kind of work that my specific goal takes. Some other people's goals are, you know, to do something else. Like, if, but if you're willing to put in the work tailored for your goal, why couldn't you achieve it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's so important to dwell on your why because mm -hmm. it's really easy to get up get caught up into your action just like that's like you're saying like you're depleting yourself of carbs or you're weaning yourself off of this and it's like strenuous but if it doesn't have a bigger purpose then it just is complete torture but yes. if, if you know if <laughs> yes. it's for a higher purpose if you know it's going for a miss wellness america championship then it's really easy to make the necessary sacrifices in the inner in the immediacy because the delayed gratification of the bigger picture is, is supersedes anything you can experience in the moment you know it's um there's that quote like don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now and that's like right. it, it teaches you that so much and you know what i love too because a you made it you made another mic drop, like we're done. We don't have to like talk anymore because it's, it's <laughs> really inspirational, but it's interesting because regardless of how the times have changed with regards to finding information or being able to acquire assets or speak about accolades, like the same principles and values of hard work, delayed gratification, a higher purpose, sacrifice to a higher goal. Like these things are always valued no matter what era what generation because these are the things that we intrinsically value amongst one another so the fact that you can show that to your stepchildren and it's pretty damn awesome that you have been able to <laughs> display that and have her learn that because i can imagine like she probably has no idea but then from here on out that's the standard you know mm -hmm. so yeah yeah and that's yeah. Yeah. go ahead no, 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 and I, it's true. Like I, they, I mean, like I think we were talking before. Like they, <laughs> we were, I had mentioned before, but like I, like I had said that they, um, they don't think like at, to the natural bodybuilding world. I am Miss Wellness America, and like history was made, and it was like a really, really big deal. And then I come back to like my family life, and I'm like, oh, it's Gabby. And like, like they do not think I'm cool <laughs> at all. They don't think like, they don't think anything's going on. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. Can you still drive me to my friend's house later tonight? And like, yeah, sure. Like it's, it's like Gabby slash taxi slash cook slash this slash that. Like, and, and it's just like, when they see it, like when they, that's why I love for them to come to the shows. Cause they get to see like, this is what hard, this is what the product of hard work looks like you achieving your goals mm -hmm. but so i'm i was bummed they couldn't come to this one but there's no way there's no way i was going to make them do that crazy flight itinerary that i had mm -hmm. to go to to go to mexico um but yeah no it's it's so true and it's so powerful like setting that precedent of of just of setting that goal and working towards it until it's completed and then showing that to another generation. And even I've had people that are older than me tell me like, oh my gosh, this is inspiring me. Which for me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you like inspire me. Like, right. what are you talking about? But no matter where you, like, like you said, no matter what generation you're in, when people see that, it's inspiring because for some reason, well, not for some reason, unfortunately in this day and age, it's really easy to give up. Hmm. Mm. I feel though that's where it starts. It's where you feel like giving up 
you feel like it's all over because once you hit that, it doesn't get any lower. You have nothing <laughs> to fucking yeah. lose. Yeah. It's, I remember that moment for me, which we don't have enough time left in this one for me to go into that. But I remember what that moment is for me. I know that that is, you know, but that's, again, that's the, the things that we learn in bodybuilding, the things that we, you know, like, I, I think the things that like people don't see, like, I remember for me, every single time I've, I've gone through one of these cycles of getting ready for competitions, I've always had some mental breakdown day. I've over eight, like, I remember one time, one time, and, and I'm hella judging myself, but it happened. And during this last competition cycle, there was a day where I, something set me and triggered me. And I gained, I started the day at like 133 and ended the day at 148. Just wow. eating and eating wow. and eating. Just because something ticked me off to the point where in my head, where I was all like, well, that's it. I am not going to do this next competition. And of course, the next day I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, what am I doing? What did I do? What did I do? And obviously I got oh. myself back on track eventually. Mm -hmm. But it was like, you know, for me to learn, like in that moment where I told myself it was the end all be all, I told myself it was this, this Armageddon moment. And it was like, no, it, you didn't have to also take it that way. You, you really did it. Yeah. That's another point yeah. to learn that you don't have to go self-destruction. And it's interesting that this, this bodybuilding thing, although it's an extreme sport, although it's an exception, it's just, I've never met an athlete that didn't learn so much about themselves mm -hmm. throughout this process. And every single competition brings about its own set of challenges and growth. It really does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. So for you, now that you have already reached the top so quickly, so to speak, and, but it seems like you're still learning, right? So how do you keep yourself focused, engaged? How do you keep yourself still going after accolades, even though when it seemingly seems like, dude, how much better can you really get? <laughs> um well to be completely honest i feel like the best way to do it and it's the only way that i know how to do it is to just stay forever a student and i feel like 100 percent right now i am completely a student that's why i'm usually always telling people yeah give me your critiques tell me what you think this looks like or i want to learn like i am 100 percent a student like i might be miss mm -hmm. wellness america but i'm still gonna be in class <laughs> you know, every single day trying to learn what else I can do, um, what more I can do. Um, and the way that I keep myself still hungry for that is because I feel like, I feel like God has put in my heart that I'm not done yet. Mm. It's not time for me to, it's like the, the gas pedal. It's not time to let off that yet. It's still, like you, I still need to keep like, I'm still going to stay strapped up in that car with the gas pedal, like still hundred <laughs> percent down because it just, for some reason, I just feel like in my spirit, like there's something more that I need to achieve, whether it's, you know, Mr. America again next year, or whether it's going into a whole new federation or whether it's, you know, taking this in a different direction and doing something else with it. It just feels like we're not done yet <laughs> we're not done yet and it's kind of like a personal like hunger that i feel and right now i'm going to be approaching i'm, I'm approaching my 30s and i feel like a lot of my life i had been told no by a lot of people for a lot of things and a very big like kind of like a almost like a spirit of rejection it's kind of like a heavy rejection and a lot of different things like you know just for being mixed for being yeah. um, not from having like a broke from kind of having like a quote unquote broken home mm -hmm. from, you know, not really fitting in um, with certain family members of mine from, you know, you know, just like all different things. Like, you know, even just being a stepmom, like that alone is difficult. Like their mother is alive and well, <laughs> and things were not always real easy when I stepped into the picture, even as young as they were. And so it's always been like a constant, like, no, 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 no. And now I'm just kind of like really in a time in my life where I've been really pursuing my walk with God and just being like, where can I start getting that? Yes. Where can mm. I start getting that? 
this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to be pursuing. This is where you like are going to start receiving those blessings, those yeses, that acceptance, that, that almost that community where you need to be. And I feel like I've found that with bodybuilding and I don't know where else that's going to lead, but it just feels like this is where you need to be right now. Now go. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going. <laughs> like, and that's just kind of like how it feels. So that's how I continue that because it just doesn't seem like it's done yet. Yeah. I don't feel like it's over yet. <laughs> right. Right. It's just more of sounds like you're like a Jesus take the wheel. I see it. Just take the wheel. A hundred percent. It's like literally play Carrie Underwood, blast it on 10, like, and then just strap in because we're going. That's honestly what it's, what it's been like and how it feels like. Wow. Wow. Is there, is there a specific Carrie Underwood song? Is there anything particular? I'm not, by um, the way, I don't know. By the, I don't know anything. I'm just curious if there is one for the record. Oh, that's the song. She sings that song, Jesus Take the Wheel. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, so that's I her only, song. All right. So, all right. So now, that's now, give me a second. Give me a second. No. So, I'm glad. Hey, hey, I just, hey, I just, well, two things just happened. Two things happened. A, I just, it just literally showed that I really don't listen to Carrie Underwood. <laughs> There's the number one. A, I did not mean to prove my point like that, but I just oh, did. Wow. But two, oh. no. So this is where I'm going to share this. So I heard Jesus take the wheel in the Navy. So when I was a, oh, okay. so when I used to be a nuclear engineer in the Navy and anytime we'd start up the reactors, you know, it's a big evolution. You're starting up the big power plants for these, for these carriers. Yeah. Anytime we would do something and the plant wouldn't respond the way the reactor plant wouldn't respond that we thought we were going to do it. We're like, oh, well, Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel. It was kind of more of a, <laughs> passive aggressive oh way of saying oh shit we're gonna die yeah. <laughs> but oh so that's gosh. so that's where i heard it all the time and so that's just literally when you said that i was like oh that's a jesus take the wheel kind of a thing but except in a better way um so, so yeah you gotta so. play that like on the intro or the outro from jesus uh, jesus <laughs> take the wheel like, oh my <laughs> god that's, that's funny no it's kind um, of embarrassing i'm not gonna lie to you so, yeah <laughs> no that's that's funny that you said that no i uh i'm not a huge country uh, aficionado like I have like a handful of songs that I'll listen to mm. Jay though that one threw me I had no idea he's a country guy until he came out to the Florida Pro in cowboy boots for <laughs> 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 I was like what the heck are those yeah <laughs> like don't be dating on my cowboy boots um but anyways, yeah, that is the Carrie Underwood song. She sings uh, Jesus Take the Wheel. And it's not bad. I've heard it. <laughs> it's not bad. Oh, good, good. good. I'm, I'm glad. I, I have some homework to do after this episode. Uh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but your story of being like a nuclear reactor engineer, that is so cool. That's oh. awesome. I'd be saying a lot more than Jesus Take the Wheel. You guys oh. are pretty chill out oh. there. Oops, no, no. We, we, were definitely, we were definitely saying more than Jesus Take the Wheel in plenty of situations. <laughs> trust in and out of the reactor plant. In and out of pork holes. But again, we don't have enough time for that, unfortunately, Gab. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Maybe the next time. Maybe maybe yeah. after you win some world intergalactic championship for wellness, you know, whoever oh, knows. God. Right? <laughs> yes. But the planetary what, showdown. The planetary <laughs> showdown. The, what do you represent? Planet Earth. Like, this, is, this is what Earth looks like, yeah. I that's, that's, that would be a big one. I don't know if I'm all that. I, oh, I'm not all that. Oh my god! But yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, we we just cool. we just went out of this world literally. So, anyways, any last <laughs> any any last things you want to say before we wrap this up, Gabby? Uh, just thank you so much, Alan, for having me on here. Thank you so much to everyone who supported me. Um, thank you to my coaches, of course. First and foremost, thank you to God for bringing me to this place and letting me have this amazing opportunity and blessing and i just hope that whoever hears this that you take away from it that there's really nothing that can stop you from achieving the goals that you set for yourself the path and the purpose that god puts for you um 
you just have to start saying yes to him, start saying yes to that goal, start saying yes to that purpose and just do it. Just dedicate your time to it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Thank you so <laughs> much. Um, Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of mic drops in this. I, I got to be honest with you. It was pretty damn <laughs> it was good. The, it was the whip in the head. The whip in the head. It started it off. <laughs> that flex. It was the whole turnaround. Let oh, my see. God. <laughs> all right, Gabby. Well, please stay on for just a little bit, guys. And thank you all for who stayed with us in this episode. And until next time, guys. Deuce. Bye. Man, that was uh that was really Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, oh, H to the O V. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call 